Welcome to the Unlocked Journey, the podcast that takes you on a transformative ride towards personal growth and self-discovery. Join us as we unlock the secrets, strategies, and stories that will empower you to overcome challenges, embrace change, and reach your full potential. Each episode features insightful conversations, expert advice, and practical tips to help you navigate through life's ups and downs. Whether you're seeking guidance on relationships, career, mindset, or overall well-being, we've got you covered. Get ready to embark on a journey of unlocking your true self. It's time to unlock your potential and live your best life. Let's dive in. Welcome everyone to another new episode of the Unlocked Journey. I'm your host, Tahira Young. Today, we have a new co-host, Natasha. Welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm very excited and uh, looking forward for this episode. Yes, me as well. So let our our listeners know who you are, what you specialize in. Um, I'm very intrigued by your wonderful topic that we're going to dive into here in a second. Yes, thank you. So my name is Natasha Stojanovic, and I actually tend to work with highly sensitive and empathic people who know in the core of their being that they are here to support the shift in consciousness that we're going through right now, that evolution that we're in on our planet. And what I do is I help them bridge the gap between the limitations that we all experience, right? Our conditioning, the patterns, the beliefs, to their highest potential, their higher expression, actually, so that they can live their soul's purpose, feeling authentic, feeling vibrant, feeling alive and fulfilled. So that's in a nutshell what I do. And I love it. Yeah, just go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm saying I, I love that. I love that where a lot of people are not... Um, they're trying to find their way. They don't know how to find their way, um, but they know they have this burning sensation on trying to figure out who are who are they without these roles that they play. What is their true passion in life, and what is their soul's purpose on being on the earth? So I love that you touch upon all the things. Um, as a person who's on my own spiritual journey, it took a lot of years, it seems like, um, to even get to where I'm at today. So that is fascinating. I love to learn more. I love to dive more into this. So yeah, so let us know exactly how do you go about um, approaching someone who is looking to find who their true purpose and um, that, that definitely fulfills them. Yes. So I'm less of a coach, you know, and what I actually do is I hold the frequency mm-hmm. through transmitting 
what's called light language. So I speak ocean light language and I sing ocean light language. And I'll get into that in a moment, what that is and what it does and how it can support you. And that actually creates a frequency and our DNA starts remembering. Oh, oh, that sounds familiar. I start remembering who I actually am in truth, why I am here. So you're activating your DNA through the frequencies that I hold that can support you, right? Right. And that sounds a bit out of like, what is she talking about? <laughs> Don't get into that in a moment. So when you think about everything is frequency, right? Yeah. Everything is frequency. It starts with frequency and it shows, it mirrors in our physical expression, right? right. So ocean light language, light language is a transmission of light, of codes, of information, of sound which is all frequency, right? You can imagine like right. a download of a packet, like I don't know how many megabits and bytes you could put into that of information while I am bringing that through. It's a channeling experience. And so it's a frequency experience. And through that frequency, things start shifting. So I, for instance, experienced people who had trauma, like let's take something really simple. And when I say trauma, it doesn't have to be something really huge, right? That we usually associate with trauma. Trauma can be that, I don't know, something happened and a teacher shouted at you and told you you're useless. And from then on, you have that belief that you're useless. And it was a real shock to your system as a child. That can be a trauma. So these adverse experiences. And that can shift through this frequency right because the frequency that you're holding from the trauma from the beliefs that you're having they are limiting you they get kind of you know like just shifted and your dna starts remembering oh no that's not who i am oh actually that happened and it's over and i can relax now and that part of you that was stuck like the part i also do parts work the part gets included and seen and heard and loved and included and integrated back into your being. So now you're aware that, oh, that was just a teacher who had their stress and it's not right what they said and I'm actually not useless and I'm, I'm worthy as I am. So that's an example. So I've seen, for instance, pain disappearing as well. Um, yeah. I've worked with somebody who had shoulder pain, right? And so through the light language that came through, um, she was able then to access her deeper emotional patterns that were holding the pain in place that made her cells hold on to the pain and so the pain could start releasing and it's it's really it's really interesting because you know when we do energy healing and look at it as energy healing shifting the energy shifts the experience right right we say change your beliefs change your life what are beliefs they're just frequency they are energy they are information. So shift that information, shift your life. And, you know, getting, if you're asking, like, how do we then learn what is our true purpose? So one part is the limiting patterns that we're having. But the other part is, I truly know and believe with the depth of my soul that living our true heart's desires, which is heart is important. Yes. And living our soul's purpose are actually just two sides of the same thing because our true heart desires are whispers from our soul whispers from source whatever name you have and if you want i can share my own story that can really illustrate very beautifully how that all can work together 
Is that yeah. okay? Yeah, go right yeah, ahead. So, so since I was little, actually, ocean, whales, and dolphins, for me, was the greatest thing on earth. Like, I felt that deep in the core of who I am. I didn't know why, I didn't know how, but it's all I remember. And while other kids were playing, like, like in, in, for instance, as teenagers, they had their rock stars on their walls in their room, right? <laughs> yeah. I had, I had a model of the Calypso, which was the boat of a great sea explorer named Jean-Jacques Cousteau. And so yeah. for me, it was like everything, ocean, 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 whales and dolphins. Now, I grew up landlocked. So I grew up in Switzerland. There's no sea in Switzerland, not Sweden, Switzerland. And so later on, my own limitations kept me from studying marine biology, whales and dolphins, which is what actually my heart wanted, right? I wanted to be close to whales and dolphins. But later on, from all that work that, as you said, like it took many years, it did for all of us, it did for me, my heart led me to through the back door of my own difficult experiences in life and frustrations that I don't know what to that firm commitment to follow my heart and from then on started opening so many new pathways and one of them was it led to a spiritual awakening where I got that um where the light language actually started flowing through me right right and also channeling whale and dolphin wisdom and energy and seeing through the whale seeing energy more clearly and feeling energy more clearly and so we usually think that oh this is it now i have my purpose but that's where the work starts actually that's where we start from the beginning we go through another cycle of releasing layers here we are with the limitation going to freedom again so i had to work through my fear of speaking my truth imagine ocean light language like who in the world like there's people speaking light language but ocean light language nobody in the whole world that i knew of or could google or could find out would say they are ocean heritage and they they're connected to ocean consciousness and they speak ocean light language so i had to learn to own that truth till i could be on a podcast like here and say like hey this is what i'm doing and feel good about it right right And many other things like patterns, like comparison and perfectionism and whatever else is holding us back, right? Right. So I could really trust my inner knowing and guidance. And that led me to where I am today, like many years forward now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to you actually from a camper van where I'm traveling the world with my son along the oceans, doing some work also with the land and the waters wherever spirit guides me working with people online and doing whale retreats so just like six weeks ago I had a retreat to swim with humpback whales where a lot of magic happens actually through these encounters plus the work that I was doing and so this is this is like you know if you think about the girl that was there and she had that dream in their heart about whales and dolphins and she thought it's impossible because how on earth I mean, this is not a job. It's not something I can put in words even to being someone who's who's also as part of my work and big part of it is channeling whale and dolphin energy and wisdom and ocean light language and supporting people to live their dreams and their purpose. And wow. so how I'm tackling this, I really go into, as you said, passion 
also. So it's a combination of holding the frequency, supporting people to connect with the truth of who they are, which is something that I do also through these transmissions. You get to feel more deeply that greatness of who you truly are and to start connecting and to get that information and the guidance of why you're here. But then also the physical down-to-earth coaching in this case of, hey, okay, what is it that brings you passion? What is it that lights you up? And how can we put that into, into reality? And how can you live that gift that you have and share it with the world? And what are the steps we need to do? And what patterns do we need to release? Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's so beautiful. Um, that is something similar to my own story where, you know, finding your passion is, it doesn't come very easily, especially when you have those beliefs, those patterns, those behaviors, those different kinds of things that society or what you've seen growing up or what you, you know, have just been in the midst of around the world. Um, when you have that cluttered inside of your being your like you mentioned your frequency is uh, a little dim um yeah. but you have to release some of those things to start seeing the frequency change and so I couldn't put that into words in, in a sense to make it such clearer now you're putting into words for me so now I can definitely um speak on it much clearer when it comes to being on a journey of releasing so that's something similar to what I'm doing in a sense, been doing it in a different way. And how I'm doing it in, in a different way now is that, you know, I have a, a passion to support and help couples. And since I've done it for myself in my own marriage, I'm able to do this same exact work that I've created for myself and being able to help couples and married couples around the world do the same thing. Um, so they don't have to feel like they're battling their relationship with their partner or not being able to communicate effectively, not being able to release what those patterns, those behaviors, those different frequencies that is um, from their previous uh, relationships or previous lives before they became a union um, to help them really release those things and actually help them start to heal um, within themselves and within their relationships. So they're able to um, sort of speak, manifest their life that they, you know, they always wanted to have together, but was either afraid or scared or, um, you know, or just filling up with just so much pain and hurt from their previous life. They didn't feel like they were worthy of having a really good, happy, loving connection together and, and living a life that's really meaningful to them. Um, and so I'm able to speak on that and being able to do that work and helping them do that individually and together. Um, and to be able to do this, it's a true passion for me because it's exciting for me. It lights me up. It's, I mean, I just talk about it all day long. If I, if I had the opportunity to, um, I could do this whole thing, you know, in my sleep if I wanted to, but I find it fascinating that I've actually done this work since I was 15 years old. It's kind of bizarre to say, 
um, because everyone would come to me and ask me, hey, you know, I, I'm having problems with my relationship. What do you, what do you think I should do? How do, how do you think I should say it? Um, and I would give them my honest opinion. And I'm like, okay, well, I wouldn't do it that way. I would do it this way. Um, and then I would give them things that I don't know how I would articulate it to this day. But I think it's just from my high frequency that I'm in that that zone where people start asking me those things in their relationships. And then just things will come out that I have no idea how I even gather the words. And they're like, wait a minute, I didn't tell you anything. So how do you even know that about me? And I didn't even say anything about this particular situation it is just fascinating to me to see how it all comes unfold but it took years obviously yeah. it took years <laughs> to get to this point <laughs> and I, I love it so much you know because like like for many things like one thing that you said is like it's your passion and then you see when when if you look at the greater perspective we each of us feed the field matters right if we are in a frequency that is expanded if we are ex feeling expanded if you're feeling lit up if you're feeling happy if you're feeling joyful if you're feeling grateful right that's right. what we're feeding the greater field and that's what we're creating not only in our own lives we're co-creating in the world right. the more we attune to that and what you're doing is you're actually helping two people to find that love and to live from love with each other and true love, right? Not the conditioned love. Right. And so that again, creates such a ripple effect in the world. Yeah. And if they have children, imagine how much that impacts the children. So right. this is truly amazing work. And I love what you said, like when we're in the zone and you're really living that aligned life with your purpose with with who you are with why you're here with that feeling of again in that frequency of joy and expansion and what you love doing you said you can do it in your sleep right when we're in that yeah. zone then we are also connected to our intuition and that's why you can do all that right that's why you see feel know what's going on uh, we can't be in intuition we can't be in the zone which is another word for flow right we're talking about yeah. divine flow in terms of great change um we can't be in flow if we're in overwhelm, if we're feeling small, if we are in, in that limiting experience, right? And we all have right. it. So people, just for the audience, don't think I need to be always expanded. We're going through cycles, all of us, the greatest yes. teachers of this world, they have their own stuff as well. So it's like, we all have our stuff. Yeah, but the do. more we can attune to who we truly are and live from that place and the more often and the, the longer the better and and that's connecting us to our guidance to our purpose to why we're here and our joy in life yes no i totally agree that is it yeah like you mentioned we you know we do have our moments where we are in flow and um there are moments when we're not in flow when we're not in flow that's when we are dealing with you know things personally that we have to work on what we have to bring up our frequency back up to be in flow again it's not going to yeah. be like a a long-term thing it just needs like hey we're just taking a rest period <laughs> right now until we are able to you know release those things for the most of us um and then being able to 
um, make a difference and make a change and, and, you know, things like that. So I find it very fascinating, interesting, um, just to see how everything really connects. And if you really look at it from a different perspective, they all intertwine with each other, no matter how much um, frequency that we are in, uh, no, no matter how much flow that we're in, we're actually are connecting in so many other ways, um, in so many different ways that they all connect together. So for example, I'm doing it as I'm helping two people, you know, connect with true love within their relationship together. As you were mentioning, it does trickle down into their, you know, their family, their children. And also outside of that, it's, you know, their parents, their um, siblings and so forth. And it does affect and go move through, you know, the work environment, um, the way that you live life, um, the way you're interacting in life and society. So those things all do play a part together. So it's like you're taking a deeper rooted problem situation, or like I say, um, a, a place where painful things has happened you know like trauma you know trauma responses not necessarily meaning you know you know uh like we were mentioning earlier it's more like someone may have said you know you're not worthy of you know being at school or just being in this class or you may not be worthy of having you know all of these different friends that you, you know, you associate yourself with. It's, you know, things like that. It's things about what you see, what you, what you see, what you've witnessed, what you grew up around, um, what was told to you, what wasn't told to you, what you, what you heard. And so those things have a ripple effect in our lives. And I think a lot of people don't realize how big of a ripple effect it does have an, an impact on us. Because it shapes us how we are as adults on how we think, how we do things, how we interact with the world, how we interact with ourselves. And I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration when we start to unpack those things. Exactly. And, you know, we're all on that same mission, actually. It's about unity consciousness, about, as you said, yes. we're all connected. We're all one. And that's what we are here to bring in. And then it becomes, we move from manifestation to co-creation to, okay, there is, there is something greater. There is something all encompassing. And how can I co-create with that source within mm -hmm. and the source right. that is all that is, right? And so, yes, it has a ripple effect. And what I, I'm really always... Um, interested in is since i'm supporting people who are mainly highly sensitive and empathic mm -hmm. there's they feel the oneness but they also take on a lot of energy and i'm highly sensitive and empathic myself so <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm an I, empath I, I literally know yeah we know what that feels like right yep. and so the art is not taking on the lower frequencies but staying in your truth and staying in your high vibration, even when you're interacting with people who might have a different frequency that might in that moment not be um, uplifting for you, 
and coming to it from the heart and from compassion not from co-suffering right because what we do because we have such a heart to support others we start lowering our vibration to match theirs and that's why empathic and highly sensitive beings are so much suffering right now because there's so much fear on the planet there is so much contradiction there is so much fight energy but if we can hold the frequency of love if we can hold the frequency of unity if you can be in that divine neutrality and yeah. yet work from inspiration so we have our actions on this world we do something but we keep that neutrality of love is love doesn't judge right and right. if we keep there in the heart in our compassion we don't get swung around and, and, and that's also part of flow, right? How can you stay in divine neutrality? And that's what I teach also and support people in. So they can turn their empathy into power, into empowerment and not suffer from it. Right. And that's really important because as you said, we have to, we don't have to, but, but being aware of how much of a ripple effect that creates when we are holding the ground and holding that light and anchoring that light into yeah. our bodies and into our hearts and staying true with our course, and you can hear the birds. They're saying, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a triple effect. What a, what a ripple effect that can be. I'm joking. I don't know what they're saying. It was just so funny that they chimed in just when I said that about the universe. Yeah. Yes, it really is. It really is so, so important, right? Yeah, that's how connected we are. You see, nature responds. Yes, Um, I love that. And, And we need to be in flow, you know, we can't serve because it is divine service what we do. We can't serve if we're in overwhelm, if we're in fear, if we're stuck, if we feel frustrated. That's when yes. we can't really be of highest service because we are here to anchor in that truth and the light and the love that we are. Yes. That's who we are. I agree. I totally agree. That is. And I think when we take that moment to do, you know, self-care in a sense where we're, if we're feeling overwhelmed, if we're feeling frustrated or just feeling those all those emotions, you know, good and bad, and if it's mostly bad, then taking that time to take care of yourself, help yourself be more grounded. You know, I like to go outside and walk barefooted, and that's just a grounding mm-hmm. thing that I do. Um, sometimes I do nature walks, and there's so many other different things that you can do as far as self care is concerned, but self care helps you um, recenter yourself to where you can start bringing up that that frequency, bringing up that flow again and being in the flow on making sure like, you know, the things that you're wanting to, to accomplish or the things that you're wanting to do or change in life, you're able to do that within, within the flow of things. And when you're in the overwhelming state or if you are feeling you know exhausted tired unmotivated um, or just filled with so many different mixed emotions that's not a place to come to do things that is important um, especially if you're trying to change things if you're trying to make a decision if you're trying to um, 
do something different with life that's not a way to come because it will have another ripple effect, but in a different way, uh, which will take you much longer to unpack what that ripple effect would be. Um, I'm speaking from experience, so that's how I say that. So definitely make better decisions and better um, being in flow when you're um, when you're good, when you are connected, when you have taken care of yourself, when you are in that frequency of like, okay, now I'm bringing more awareness to what it is that um, this ripple effect has had. And that goes in every area of life. Oh, yes. And I love that. I do that as well, by the way. And I recommend going to nature if you can by yourself or yeah. with someone who can be in silence with you. Yeah. So you can really connect because otherwise we start talking and we can walk through a forest for two hours and we're actually in our minds talking to someone. We, we weren't even connected to the trees, to the earth, to our feet that are walking barefoot on the ground. So really having that solitude so you can even be aware and you know like flow the main part of flow is and I could hear from what you were talking that that you are doing that by yourself <laughs> I know that yes I, I just wanted to point that out for for the listeners also because yes. from my own experience I've been to nature many times and had nothing of it because I was just talking to somebody <laughs> until I learned <laughs> my self-care just like you exactly and um and you know it it also takes that regular stillness and solitude not loneliness solitude that yeah. we are by ourselves so we can even be present because flow is absolute presence it's nothing else but just like a hundred percent presence being with what is you can't be in flow if you're in the future or in the past and yep. so it takes that regular practice of being in solitude, connecting to your own soul, to your heart, to nature, and acknowledging what actually is, not right. trying to spiritually bypass what is. Right. And from that acknowledgement, from being with present with anything and just loving what is, we start moving into more flow. And from research about flow, what we also have learned you see, I'm very like, I'm, I'm, I'm very wide. So I use, I love science and spirituality and I love connecting it. And so oh, no. what we know from research about flow is, for instance, there's many things, but one of those is that gratitude, um, felt gratitude, not just writing something down and not feeling it, but felt gratitude of five minutes a day increases your chance of experiencing flow during the day dramatically like I think it's 60 percent I don't remember the the thing but it, it's really increasing your flow so if we can daily move into gratitude and I have a if that's okay to share on my website um, yep, I have a free a free meditation and light language activation for gratitude so you can go to nathealing.net n-a-t h-e-a-l-i-n-g dot n-e-t and download that free meditation heart coherence for gratitude it's an it's a possibility you can go to youtube and find something else if you don't like that you can do your own practice what's important is that you really feel gratitude and if we can sit in gratitude for five minutes we'll have far more flow things can go much easier during the day because we're already 
attuned to oh things are great and i'm grateful for it they have already happened right right uh, that's one of the things that can help and there's another one which you know i call divine flow it's when i said being present with what is you know people often say like know that life is happening for you and not to you when things happen now i don't like that too much because I've experienced myself things where I couldn't go, oh, life is happening to, for, for me, right? I mean, I left, right. I, my father died when I was 12. And tell a 12-year-old whose father has just died, oh, life is happening for you, honey. I mean, this is just cruel. This is not yeah. spiritual, <laughs> okay? And, <laughs> right. so, and so what I would say, though, is if I think back to that, after I had my transparency, Transformation after I healed that pain, after the grief was transformed, and grief takes time. It takes actually love more than time, but yeah, uh, it's a whole other story. We could talk for an hour about grief. Um, but after you move through your grief, that's when I could see the gifts that happened in my life. Not thinking, oh, he had to die, so I had that, but there were gifts in that as well there were strengths that i have acquired because i had to do some things that for others their father would step in and do it right there was experiences that i had that i wouldn't have had right so i can say like yes i mean after my father died i started reading books about near-death experiences and like books and books and books and connecting to these realms so there were gifts for me for my path but i wouldn't say it like, oh, life is happening for me. Good that he died, right? Nobody would ever say something like that. And so how I like to look at it is sometimes when there's big things for our human experience, when we move through the healing and the grief or whatever we need, and there's help for that, then we can look at, oh, and how can I now look at the gifts that my life has for me? from that experience but with the small things that happen you know like you i don't know you want to go on a holiday and your dream destination is fully booked when you want to go and now how can you have more flow in that is just literally saying like so maybe that's happening for me who knows right my great grandma used to say who knows what this is good for what was her answer when things like that would happen she would go like who knows what this is good for true And I remember that. And so many times I've been somewhere and I thought like, oh no, you know, it doesn't work out. We tried to micromanage the universe, right? But then in hindsight, I was like, oh, thank you, God. I mean, I didn't know how great this would turn out because it didn't work out the way I wanted it, right? So we take our ego out of the way there. Yes, definitely. I, I love it. I love it. I definitely am fascinating to hear all about grief, but I'm definitely going to have you back on and we can dive a lot into the grief portion of it. Cause I, I want to see your point of view and your intake on that. Um, as a person who's gone through grief myself, still kind of going through it, but it's not as mm-hmm. hard or as, as bad as it was at the very beginning. It's about yeah. what, this is three. So yeah, coming up on three years, um, or actually it's been three years, but, um, from a loss for me, but, um, as the time goes on, as the years goes by, 
it's it does get a little easier but it's still a reminder there um but I would love to have your intake on grief and just kind of dive more into that um so I definitely would love to have you back um before we wrap up our wonderful episode here is there any so where we left off is uh where would you like to give a tip for our wonderful audience who is looking to um, enhance their frequency, their flow, bring that flow into their lives? I think that's where we left off at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so hard coherence is, is really the most amazing um, tool that we have. Have I shared yes. the the um, science behind heart coherence with the heart and the brain and everything? Is that before no. we left off? No. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> okay. I am. Yeah. No, you haven't shared that with me. <laughs> okay. I guess I shared it with the audience then. Okay. So, heart coherence is the so okay let's go from the beginning so our heart has an electromagnetic field and that electromagnetic field is the biggest field in our body and we can measure that like with normal medical tools we can measure that so what researchers have found first of all is the biggest electromagnetic field and it carries information so when we connect with gratitude as i said mm-hmm. um with joy with peace with compassion with any of these heartfelt emotions we actually inform our heart field with that information now that again creates a coherence between our heart and our brain so um, we start also connecting to our intuition more deeply we Mm -hmm. start connecting to our inner knowing also our bodily systems like the digestive system the breathing system and so on start working in coherence so in harmony um which improves and supports let's say supports our health our well-being also uh, they have found out that if we're in a strong heart coherence field we influence others and we're even connected with the frequencies of mother earth so if we can be in heart coherence, which is the meditation I was talking about on my website, where you can also get some uh, ocean light frequency experience for that, um, or where, whatever um, you do for heart coherence, that would be amazing. And have that as a regular practice. That's what I really recommend. Yeah. And the other thing that I do recommend is, you know, when you feel like, there is so much going on. I need to finish this and that. And you have a huge list because that's when you drop out of flow. That when you're, that's when you're not connected to your guidance anymore. To really right. take that time out. The more you think you have going on, the more time out you need. So there's a saying, I don't know wh- which one of them, uh, I'd love to get credit. It's not mine, but it's, uh, it's, I think it's Teach Satnan, one of the great meditation teachers who said, and spiritual teachers who said like, if, something along the lines like if you if you you have if you want to have like a good life or, may, or or whatever or flow 
um, meditate for 20 minutes a day. If you have a lot going on, meditate for one hour a day. So the more oh, you have going on, the more take out time for yourself because we have to regulate our nervous system. And heart coherence, by the way, also regulates your nervous system. So it's really great to get into that. But anyway, however you regulate your nervous system, you calm down, whether that's through breathing, whether that's through yoga, whether that's through going barefoot on the beach and just being in nature and connect with nature, or connect with spirit in whichever way, shape or form, whatever helps you regulate your nervous system will mm -hmm. get you back into the foundation that you need to experience flow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I definitely do. Seems on a regular, <laughs> on a regular basis, because I do, um, I do meditation, I try to do it at least. Um, well, now I do it in my sleep. So I mean, that's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother discussion, but I do it. Um, I listen to meditation music, and I meditate, and then I follow sleep mm -hmm. so my subconscious level is hearing the same um the wavelengths for from the music um from the meditation music that i listen to and so when i do that i'm in a deep transit of um subconscious mind and it pulls out things that i'm not consciously aware of and so when i do wake up i do journaling first thing in the morning um, I do that for like 20 minutes and I kind of do like a brain dump and then I go back and read it. And I'm like, where is this stuff coming from? And then I was like, oh, it comes from my subconscious mind. Um, and so my conscious mind can be aware of the subconscious. So yeah. I've been learning more about NLP yes. and putting that together and just all this work spiritually, you know, meditation, the yoga, the NLP stuff, the subconscious mind, the um conscious mind subconscious mind um all these things all have a frequency as you as you mentioned the energy has a frequency so it's all connected in this in a sense and that we are all doing it but a lot of us are aware of it and a lot of us aren't aware of it so i like for our listeners to bring awareness to these things try it out see if it sparks an interest in you and you know starting to do meditation even if it's like five ten minutes um sitting in quietness to start with if your mind happens to wander it's to totally fine um it's just getting used to being in silence so it's not like you're being alone like you mentioned earlier but it's also just just kind of being in your connect start being in your connection um with yourself so that's what that is and i had a I thought I had to be like completely alone. I, well, I felt alone in that moment when I start doing it, but then I realized like, no, this is not me being alone. This is me being more connected and bringing mm. the, um, the frequency levels and trying to be in flow. So that's where I start to learn that stuff. I didn't know it had a name to it, <laughs> uh, but now I know this. it has a name to it. It's being in flow. So that's, interesting to see but i definitely would love yeah. to have you back on um for another episode if you'd like uh to be to talk about all around grief what that looks like and just elaborate a little bit more what that um 
you know, the process and that. I mean, the process in grief is different for everybody, but just the concept, I guess, behind grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Sure. I'd be happy to bring in the perspective. All right. From, yeah, from my experience and from, from the work that I do, both of that. Yes, sure. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Natasha. I greatly appreciate you. you just joining in. I definitely love to have our another um, episode with you but um i hope you guys find this episode very useful very insightful very informational um so you can also start to be in more flow um come from a different frequency and bringing more flow into your lives so you guys want to check what she's all about, definitely head over to our show notes below this episode. All of her links that she has provided in the episode is in the show notes. So definitely click the link below and it'll take you right to her website and definitely download that meditation because I'm going to take that. I'm going to do the meditation that you have and, um, and I'll let you guys know how that, how it works out for me um, as a person who does meditation on the regular. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you, Natasha, for being here. And we will catch you all in the next new episode next week. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you.